Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the Smartpreneur Podcast, our guest is Jason Sayan. Jason is the founder of I Am Saying. Please welcome Jason Sayan. All right, well, welcome, Jason. Thank you. Thanks it's uh, nice to have you here. Appreciate your time. So, uh, Jason, you've been writing some blogs for our Smartpreneur blog series, which we greatly appreciate, and we know the audience is going to love it. And uh, uh, this podcast is really an opportunity to dig a little deeper, you know, a deeper dive in, into the blog and, and into the mind of uh, Jason Sayan on this project. So uh, the first blog uh, that we're going to talk about uh, this week is why you need to start working on your business now, which I, I, I just love that whole, um, that whole philosophy. It, it's, it's pretty cool. So let me ask you this question. Uh, you know, people hear this phrase, uh, work on your business and not in your business. They hear that all the time. Can you really maybe expound upon that uh, and, and give some examples of, of someone working on their business and not just in their business? Yeah, absolutely. So that term or that phrase uh, I learned about, I back in 2015, I worked for Savant Systems. And at a regional meeting, our boss handed out books called The E-Myth Contractor. Ah, and so this this is a revised copy, which I actually just reread recently. Uh, but it, it's an incredible book. And the core focus and the phrase that Michael Gerber uses is the difference between working in your business and on your business. And the best way I can conceptualize it is too many small business owners wake up every day and just kind of push through the friction of the processes that have to happen. They're telling their employees what to do. Sometimes they're just rolling up their sleeves and, and doing things themselves. And that's great. You know, they're able to push their business forward, but it's just simply not scalable. So the idea of working on your business means you're going to take a time out, figure out, you know, where the struggle areas are, where the bottlenecks are and actually make changes so that you can actually make improvements to your process. And then from there, your business is going to grow. And the book does a great job outlining that from a contractor's perspective. So integrators would really get a lot of value from reading that book. Yeah, it's, it's a great book. Uh, I, I read that book many years ago as well. Uh, in fact, I don't, I don't want to get too far off of, of your topic, but my co-founder, uh, Jonathan Knapp, uh, really the, the basis for Smart Office came from, from the Emith book. Uh, he worked with Michael Gerber for a couple of years, uh, the Michael Gerber Group, 
uh, defining processes and determine that uh, you know, if you're gonna be successful, you gotta have process in your business, right? And back then, uh, late 90s, actually early, yeah, late 90s, I guess, I determined, well, the only way to do that was through software. And there was no software out there that, that did that. So uh, he started to write Smart Office uh, uh, back on FileMaker. And, and of course, we've, we've moved to the cloud many years ago. But um, that's, that's kind of cool uh, that uh, uh, that we, we share that in common, uh, you and I. Yeah, I mean, you know, most business owners start out as hobbyists or like in the book, you have someone that's a really great integrator and everybody tells him or her to go ahead and start your, you know, start your own business. Your customers will follow. And, you know, they, they sign clients and they do the work and they keep moving on. But nobody ever thinks about how they're going to do invoicing or system design. It's just, well, as the work comes, we'll just do it. And they keep hiring more people to just keep doing the work. Yeah. But at some point, it's just going to break and it's not scalable. And that's where a lot of people fail. And I feel like our industry has kind of matured past that, where most integrators out there have been doing this for a number of years. And they're probably all at that breaking point. So I think it's a really great time to be talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's terrific. So, you know, thinking about that and what, what the industry is going through right now, how, how do you see the labor shortages and the product shortages uh, affecting the, the average integrator out there? And uh, what do you think they can do in their workflows to really help them mitigate these uh, these situations that are kind of thrust upon them that, that in some ways they can't control, but, it, but it's kind of their new normal. Any thoughts about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, on the surface, what a lot of integrators are doing is they're actually collecting larger deposits up front. So some will collect 50%, some it's 20%. Everybody has a different draw schedule, but whatever that mm -hmm. is, they're actually asking for more now and they're having the conversation with the client about the product shortages so that they can order it ahead of time and have it the inventory ah. secured. So by understanding your process, right? Because again, when we talk about this, most owners have this stuff stuck in their head. So it just doesn't occur to them and unless they're at the point where they're going through it. Like later on in the project, it's time to order product. Oh my gosh, we're, you know, product's not available. I should have thought about this sooner, right? So if you understand that you normally ask for X percentage upfront, ask for a little bit more, and you're able to bring that product in a little bit sooner so you don't have to deal with that problem later. Um, you know, and that just all comes from understanding your workflow. The other thing is, if you know there's product shortages, whoever's in charge of ordering the product can just be a little bit more proactive. Uh, a lot of manufacturers are being are, are a lot better at communicating availability. So simply understanding whose job it is to, to handle the product ordering, um, and if they understand where these projects are at in the process, you know, keeping everybody in sync kind of allows you to avoid that you know, potential challenge that's going to happen later on down the road. Well, that's now, true. Yeah. yeah. And now when it comes to labor shortages, you know, we could probably spend a half hour talking about that because we were experiencing that even before COVID and the big surge in business. But I, I think when it comes to looking at your process and understanding your workflow, if you really understand who's doing what in, in the business, you know, who's in charge of pre-wire, who's in charge of ordering product, you, that allows you to make some corrections and become more efficient, which can kind of help offset some of the labor shortages, or it uh -huh. allows you to use people in your business that might be doing one thing and now they can do something different because you understand that workflow. A lot of times there's people wearing multiple hats and sometimes there's people doing duplicate work. 
So right. just by understanding that, I think that can help you avoid those labor shortages. But on an interesting note, um, there's been a lot of companies that have kind of sprung up that are actually subcontracting out some of this work. So um, pro subcontracting programming has been around for a long time, sure. but now you have you have companies that subcontract design and proposal services. So um, that's something, you know, I talk to integrators on a daily basis that have a mountain of proposals on their desk. Uh -huh. so if, they, if they can now shove that off into a different company where that's just simply an email over to them and then it comes back complete, they've just created more time for them to do other things. Interesting. Interesting. Great, great, great. So I, the uh, the last question, and, and we, we typically have uh, about three questions to, during these podcasts to kind of cover so people can listen quickly and move on with their day and, and hopefully they get something out of it. Uh, again, working on your business is, is such an important uh, concept to really get in your head uh, versus just going there and, and doing what needs to be done e each day. What, what what's your recommending? Uh, what's your recommendation? I should say, uh, you know, what are the steps that someone might take to start kind of changing that mindset and beginning to working on their business uh, versus, like I said, just kind of showing up and and just you know battling off battling off the uh, uh, the wars of the day, so to speak. No, that's a great question. You know, I think it differs from individual to individual, but I'll say the first thing is to just start. Right, you have to be kind of humbled that you've built this business and that now you need help. And that can be hard for some people. Um, mm -hmm. I, know a, I know a lot of owners that are very successful in this business that think they want help, but the reality is they're not, they're not willing to do that. And they just wanna keep managing everything. But you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you're willing to take that first step and, and be humbled that you need some help and you ask for it, I think that's, that's a big part. I think last year or two years now with COVID, many owners realized they needed to make change, right? It was forced upon them. They had to buy, uh, you know, PPE supplies. They had to do all these things differently. And now it's normal on an everyday basis. And then like you brought up product shortages is now kind of the new norm. And a lot of them have realized I can do this in other areas and make improvements. So just that willingness um, to want to make a change and be humble about it and ask for help. But from there, I think the key is identifying like your top five pain points. And whenever I talk to somebody about goals or making changes, I like to say five because I think it's manageable. It can uh -huh. get very overwhelming when you have a longer list. So, you know, where where are the bottlenecks being created? Is it invoicing your clients? Is it designing? Is it just getting a project off the ground and then diving in further as to what the key problems are? you know we'll talk in uh in later videos about some tools in six sigma i use but just finding those top five pain points and then figuring out how you can dig into each of them and then what your solution is it could be software like what you guys offer that fixes a lot of bottlenecks for for uh, integrators maybe mm -hmm. it's hiring a business coach as someone that just kind of keeps you accountable um but the biggest step is just to start and want to make a change that, that makes a lot of sense uh, many years ago, someone taught me the phrase, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> you know, make a decision that the, you know, the, biggest, uh, uh, the, the, the biggest anxiety that's out there is, is that point in time where you're not making the decision. So uh, your, your recommendation to just get started already is, makes a lot of sense. Well, that's yep. great. Uh, Jason, I hope everybody goes out and reads the blog, uh, uh, why you need to start working on your business now. 
And that blog is available at simplyreliable.com. And this podcast will also be available at simplyreliable.com. And of course, all the places that you either listen or watch uh, podcasts such as YouTube and et cetera. Jason, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, how would they find you? Yeah, they can go to my website, iamsan.com, and you can click a link to access my email directly and be happy to talk about some of the services that I can offer and how I can help integrators get started working on their business. That's terrific. All right, everybody, we'll see you next time on the Smartpreneur Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me.